most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to the Race Hour podcast in association with BetMGM and Gambling.com. Uh, we're coming to a more normal weekend this weekend after the excitement of the DRF, if you want to call it that last weekend. Paddy Aspel, I'm actually going to go to you first uh, in an unorthodox move with Dear Nolan on the podcast. But I wanted to hear your thoughts on the Dublin Race Festival. Really, I wanted to hear what you made of Marine Nacional because you were very sweet on him as a horse uh, last week. So just what, what did you make of the performance, the horse, the ride, the everything? Well, I'll be honest, boys, I was out all day Saturday, which was unfortunate for me. I didn't catch any of the stuff live, um, but got very excited to watch it all on the Sunday. And I think you'll you probably know what I'm going to say. I was very underwhelmed, if I'm honest. It was I honestly found it boring um, only for the Harry Rogers story on the on the Sunday. It was very, very ordinary stuff, unfortunately. Um, we we knew, everybody knew it was very Willie Mullins top-heavy going in, but even the races themselves, they were, they were a bit disappointing, certainly on on the Sunday. Um, and I suppose as far as Marie Nationale goes, the most thing I was disappointed with was that he never looked like winning at any point. Now... That said, Michael O'Sullivan really, I don't think, put his foot right to the floor because he obviously was getting no feel off the horse and he was very easy on it from the back of the last. But probably the most disappointing thing is now that Barry Connell is, is actually coming out and saying it was the ground. Um, when he's, He has said in the past that this horse will go on any ground. He bombed out. He didn't show up. Very disappointing. Um, but that's the first chink we've seen in his armour. But it, it, was, it was a whopping bad effort. Take a fair bit of forgiving now, wouldn't it? It, it, it would, and it'll open up the article, which is uh, a good thing, I suppose, from an excitement and a betting perspective for all that you, you hate to see a horse suffering with their breathing. Um, and you hope he would bounce back, but you'd be able to back him if you think he will. Uh, dear Madolan, have you done any fresh Cheltenham bets uh, on reflection now after the, the Dublin Race and Festival? Well, Stephen, uh, yeah, just I, I back Magical Zoe for the county hurdle after saying on the podcast on Tuesday you couldn't back a handicap runner this far out. I, my thinking is just 25s, you won't be getting lower than that before now uh, after that uh, bar that and then last night couldn't sleep for some reason so I went through the article over and over again oh. and um, I can't find a bet in that market at all though. Uh, oh god I thought you were going to tell us something interesting there Darren. no that's no that's literally like a podcast like I keep coming back to Fasal Vega and that's not good because I, 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 I've never backed that horse in my life at all but just at 8 to 1 or so I just keep kind of coming back to him but <coughs> not a whole pile enough to Okay, so fast away. It'd be interesting to see what town and rides. Uh, they tend to go for the, uh, the, the the most recent winning Grade One horse. But uh, yeah, if 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 what town and is on, it's going to have a big impact on that market. Anyway, I was just interested to really hear what, what Paddy had to say about that. But we'll crack into this weekend's racing. Really good racing at Newbury, featuring the Betfair Hurdle and uh, the race hours favorite track in the UK. Warwick is on. Wonderful place. Warwick. We'll see you in January. We're heading over. Uh, and we're, but we're going to start at Newbury first with three mile handicap hurdle. Dermot, we'll stick with you. Um, the one thirty at Newbury. Yeah, this is actually a very interesting race where Young Butler reposes against Emma Tom. Uh, Young Butler beat him last time. Harry Derham, who's just having one hell of a first season, he just looks a very serious trainer indeed. Um, you saw him buying a few of the uh, the Caldwell Potter horses, or sorry, the Caldwell horses. So he obviously has a few uh, 
good owners there as well. First run, like a lot of his this season, one for him. But I'd fancy Emma Tom to actually turn that form around. There's a uh, four-pound swing now. That's not the clincher. The clincher is soft. The heavy ground is going to make the world of difference here. This horse, when trained by Warren Greytrex, is a grade two winning hurdler. Uh, really highly thought of. Always put his best foot forward. When the mud was flying, uh, that was good to soft the last day uh, behind young Butler. He gets his conditions now. I know he's 10 years old, but he hasn't had a whole pile of racing. Alan King can definitely get more from him. And a former grade two winning hurdler who's still showing decent form off a mark of 132, finally back in his his preferred ground conditions and Newbury's only going to get worse apparently. So Emma Tom here for me, Cass, is quite a confident start to uh, the day on Saturday. Paddy, I have a feeling you and me have discussed this horse that Derm was on about before Emma Tom and were both of us on the side that he uh, was a bit quirky. Am I right there? Does that ring a bell? But possibly, possibly should have should have won more than what he has done, Cass. I'd say it that way. He tends to pick up a bit of prize money, but maybe hasn't won as much as what he should. I think this is very, very competitive. Dermo touches on a real good point there with Harry Durham, horses that he has inherited from other outfits. He's done incredibly well with, and this appears to be another one in Young Butler. But I actually thought the horse down the bottom pass was worth a mention here. Gia Henty, this is another one that hasn't been with the stable long. Only had that one run for the Skeletons last time. And Harry was very, very positive on this fella at Market Rays. And, and to be honest, he didn't help him because he tended to back off his hurdles a little bit. And then he would make the ground in between them. And in the end, he was beaten by a horse of Lucy Wadhams, who, for me personally, I thought they dropped him out too far at Sandown the other day and he ended up finishing fourth but he, he had no realistic chance but Gia Henty is going to get weight all round and Harry won't have to force him here there's plenty of pace on offer here with the likes of Quintara one or two others but he is getting weight and could just be open to a bit more improvement this fella but this is red red hot but I'm going to take a chance with Gia Henty and to be fair to the Skeletons they've got him off Tom George who's off a career high mark and yet they still look like they're going to get more improvement from. Okay, so GA Henty for Paddy and Emma Tom for Dermo. And we move on to the 145 at Warwick. It's a two mile five handicap hurdle. Uh, Paddy, we'll stick with you. Did you fancy Anton here? I did. Uh, I've had my fingers burned as well of this horse I'm going to mention a couple of times in the past. Right down the bottom again here, astronomic view. Now, probably won't get too many people coming on podcasts and tipping up a Lucy Gardner ridden runner here but this horse has got plenty of ability but for me again I spoke about Gia Henty in the last and, and, and Skelton Force and that one Lucy's been trying to force this astronomic view now he doesn't do a stroke when he's in front he kicks hurdles out of the ground and just doesn't help the job along he hasn't got enough in hand to do that but to pop the pair of cheek pieces on him now he's been going up for getting beat but the fact of the matter is, there's plenty of pace here. So I'm just hoping that she'll chill out and sit second or third, just take a lead. This horse is very, very capable. And because who he's trained by and who he's ridden by, you know, they're a smaller stable. You're going to get a little bit of value here, betting-wise, with Astronomy View. This is going to be a well-run race. And just to say, boys, looking at the forecast for both Newbury and Warwick, both tracks could end up very wet by Saturday. They've got plenty of rain forecast. 
So that wouldn't be ideal for the likes of what the horse I've just mentioned, Gia Henty. But this fella, astronomic view, will have no problem. He should have won a banger two starts back. Um, I lost a right few quid on him. So I'm hoping on Saturday, despite him still creeping up the weights, I might get that back if Lucy Gardner just takes a lead and rides a little bit of a race on this fella. He's more than capable. Yeah, and the interesting thing uh, with Astronomic View, Paddy, those front runners, uh, Warwick can really suit. So first time cheek piece is a nice angle. Uh, first show of 11 to 2 on that horse out there. So we'll see, will it drift with the unfashionable connections? Uh, I didn't give a show at the top. Santa's Blue, roughly 15 to 8 for Splendid Grey, 5 to 1. And Astronomic View is in there, 11 to 2, 10 to 1 bar. Dermo, are you up the top of the market or looking at something else? Uh, yeah, that uh, Splendid Grey would be the one here for me without being massively competent on anything uh just i like to run a christmas this isn't as strong a race as that i don't believe I, albeit we haven't seen a whole lot of testing of that form uh santos blue very keen to take him on but i do like this lad and ollie murphy is absolutely flying as well he's he's 10 winners for from his last 26 runners um his yard are pumping it so at uh five to one or so i would like him there uh, Cass. Yeah, very good and a, and, and a better class of race um down as we head south to Newbury again, the, the 205, the Denman Chase. Shishkin will be roughly somewhere between one to two and four to six. Protector at five to two. Hitman 12s. Any price you like, Sam Brown, and does he know? Um, Dermo could see a, a gold cup contender here. You could, uh, you'd want your head checked out to be back in with those odds just with the you know, the bit of kind of mental frailties, let's call them, we've seen from him. Um, this is a race that I'm just very happy to sit back and watch. I have no interest at all in the backing it. Hitman might be the type of kind of Nichols horse that I'd be backing usually in a race like this, but his form has been terrific. So very hard to actually back anything here. I think uh, Shishkin more than likely wins, but God, you want your head checked back in with those Oscars. Yeah, yeah. He's a tricky proposition, even though you'd expect him to win. You know, he was going to put up a, a good performance with King George, I think. Um, Paddy, what do you think? Yeah, hard to be against him, to be honest, Cass. I mean... The thing about the last thing, he was so, so unlucky because he didn't even make a semblance of a mistake. He literally slipped, didn't he, and, and, and done the splits in front and the saddle has, has hit, hit old Nico up the backside and he looked the winner all day long, to be honest. I'm just trying to think where the start is here because he is getting very, very tricky at these starts, isn't he? Um, just mm. at two mile seven at Newbury. They, think... they actually start up the back, like, you know, for the Hennessy anyway, they start... Up the back, so two seven, it'll be on the back straight. I, th- I think, yeah, I think it's just as they turn into the back straight. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, that's the Hennessy start anyway. If it's the same trip, but either way, it's going to be on the back straight, Paddy. Mm. I mean, the thing about here is, like the other boys, really, if they're switched on, they want to give Shishkin absolutely zero help down at the start tomorrow because effectively, if if he jumps off, they've got zero chance of beating him. I mean, what do you uh, do, Paddy? What do you do to put him off? Starting. Well, so if you're if you're Harry Skelton and you're 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 playing silly beggars with Nico, what do you do that that he might plant himself? Well, I mean, obviously the starter is going to be screaming at the boys to hang on for Nico. But you see, the starters now they can't even the the they might as well do away with the assistant starter because they're not even allowed to have the crop in their hand anymore. It's literally like some random fella sat up um, or walking up behind the runners. They can literally do nothing, only wave their arms. So if Shishkin doesn't want to go tomorrow, he won't go because the, there is effectively now no assistant starters, just some random fella, random fella or, or random woman stood behind them. But if the starter's shouting at the boys tomorrow, oh, hang on, hang on, wait for Nico. 
they if I if I was them, I would keep coming towards the table. Don't be waiting for Shishkin. And to be honest, that's probably the only way of beating him tomorrow is getting away from the start without him. Protect the rat. I mean, I love the Dan Skelton is such a carbon copy of Paul Nichols. He just loves prize money and he, he keeps all these horses busy all year and runs them because he probably hasn't got the material to be competitive at the festival in March. So he's picked up so much prize money this year. But the thing about Dan Skelton is he'll still turn up in March and run these horses. And if he lands on one, he's delighted. But like he's mopped up so much money, as he has with this horse. When he ran at Haydock three starts ago, Skelton said himself, this horse didn't try a yard. He was given the fences two foot. But his two runs since, they've really drilled them. Um, and um, when it came to the business end, they drilled them. I thought Harry was very good on him at Aintree the last day, unfortunately, or not at Aintree, at um, Linkfield. And he ran an absolute screamer and, and bumped into a horse who was just so, so well-primed and trained. To be honest, I think they'll be looking tomorrow at a silver medal, anything after that is a bonus. But for me, the only chance they have of beating Shiskin tomorrow is trying to give him a zero help down at the start and get away with it. Yeah, I think with Protector at 20 days off is not enough to get over that Linkfield race. Um, Having already ran in the new year, I think, Chelsea yeah. as well. So he got a, it's tough going but, on him to try and keep keep tabs at Shishkin. But, but you know, probably what Skelton is thinking, Cass, is he's thinking, well, if Shishkin doesn't go, um, I, I'm sure he'd be thinking the exact same as you. They yeah. would prefer, they prefer a good bit more than, than 20 days. But he'd be looking at that thinking, well, if he stands still at the start, we're, we're, we could be on for a right pot here because you could pick yeah. holes in the other three. I was I was very surprised he didn't get a Grand National entry, actually, Protect Rat. Um, okay, so we're moving on to Warwick and uh, the 220 is a two-mile five Mayor's Herd listed race. Uh, you wear it well, has a penalty here, gives four pounds to the field and she's roughly about even money. Win to the Lightning for Oliver Greenall, Josh Guerrero and get a tonic for Dan Skelton. Blue Beach will be any price you like. Um, Paddy, any view on this one? Well, I mean, you wear it well is very, very nicely in at the weights here, isn't she, off 144. They switched things up a little bit at Donny last time, tried to drop her in behind Marie's Rock, and I'm not really sure that she's seen at her best been ridden patient at that. She still ran very, very well, but if it's going to turn into a dash, you're not going to beat Marie's Rock. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what they do tomorrow. Blue Beach and Get It Tonic. When Get It Tonic won two starts back, Skelton drilled her from the front. Um, so I'd imagine Trish and Durrell is probably going to do the same tomorrow. Um, but you wear it well, I don't think will be a million miles off the pace here. The one thing I will say is it's very difficult to try and try and crab stable form. But the Snowden runners, just looking, I had a look down through all his runners the last two weeks. He one turned over yesterday a shorty at Sedgefield, albeit it did come back lame. But they're just not finding winning as easy in the last couple of weeks and he has had a few shorties turned over so maybe just worth keeping that on board but she's very very likable you wear it well absolutely no chinks to her or, or, or quirks at all and I do think with some decent fractions here she's so well in the weights should be difficult to beat okay so you wear it well for Paddy Dermo uh, did you give Skelton's uh, mayor or Winter to the Lightning any chance here no no it's a bad race Cass I, I, I don't even sure I'll watch it uh, but the uh, the favorite should be taking a lot of stopping. Very, very, very well in there. Okay, so we, we move back to Newbury and a good little race over there. Uh, you know, question to answer for Edward Stone. Boot Hill is he as good away from Ascot? Edward Jeet needs to get back on track as well. 
Uh, and Amarillo Sky is in there as well, a Newbury specialist. I thought this was a little cracker of a race, Paddy. What do you think? Yeah, it certainly is. Um, but when I read through them, um, a few of these casts, the bulk of these are actually on the downgrade. I think the handicap marks tell us that, to be fair. I mean, Edward de Geet, uh, Edward Stone have just turned 10. Um, you know, and and the rivals aren't far behind them. Fenebel Savola is looking to get a hat-trick of wins in this race, but recent form, beaten Fav again last time, and pretty quick turnaround, both him and and uh, Edward Geet and Calico, running two weeks later here. But, I mean, Edward Stone, when you look back to his earlier form, he did appear to stay two and a half over hurdles, uh, but over fences, it just doesn't seem to be the case. And when they were tempted to pop up in... Um, in trip again last time. Um, he's done the same. He looked early doors like he was going to settle, but eventually he's locked on after jumping two or three fences and he was over racing. Uh, in, a, in a race of that quality, he's never going to get home. But here, back to the minimum, plenty of pace. Edited Geek gets the cheap pieces on tomorrow. Amarillo Sky, Calico. So to be fair, Tom Cannon is going to get a lovely toe into this race. I think he should get back on the winning thread, but probably worth noting that it is a fair while since he's actually managed to win a race, um, Edward Stone. So he has gotten out of the winning habit a little bit. Boot Hill, he comes here off the back of a fall. Edited the Geese, he gives himself a hard time. He's just It's impossible to give that horse an easy race and just 14 days after that last run. That's a fair ask, albeit he does run the track well. So... Very, very rarely I'll go against Edward Stone and I won't tomorrow, albeit he is going to be a pretty tight price considering he's a 10-year-old. Yeah, what about you, Dermo? Any cause to take on the two at the top of the market or do you fancy one of them? No, I kind of went through this with the goal of taking on Edward Stone, Stephen, but I just couldn't find a horse to actually take him on. I think Boot Hill has just reached the, the peak of what he's going to do now. I'm not sure he's much better than his current mark. Um, Edward Stone sulked last time over the wrong trip, but he he'd ran well previously behind John Bond, and that run behind John Bond is probably just enough to win a race like this. As interesting an affair as it is, I'm just don't think there's anything here to, to actually beat him. Yeah, unorthodox move for the host to give a a, a tip, but I, I I thought Amarillo's guy might be worth chancing here. Um, he's off a year off the track almost, but he he won last season on the back of a 216 day break, beating Fugitive for Cheltenham. He's just an Uber specialist. He, he he's he's absolutely bolted up in his two completed starts. Uh, he's getting weight from Edward Stone, Boot Hill, and Edward G. He's get six pounds from all of them. Brings him into it at the weights. Uh, when horses are off like that, you often have to have them fit. I think uh, to have them ready. Now he might be going for the grand annual. It might be a sighter, but double figure prices. I think. Uh, when there's a lot of question marks about the ones at the top, he could be one worth chancing. Um, so we're back over to Warwick for the 255. The uh, It's a middle distance series veterans handicap chase over two and a half. Do your job. We'll be up there as Jolly, a 10 year old with Diego de Charmiel, Fastbook, Riders Under the Storm. They're the fancied ones. Um, Dermo, Anthony, this, these these veterans chases aren't uh, your bag, are they? No, no. Again, you can go on to Paddy who, who might yeah. have more there, Cass. Yeah. What about you, Paddy? Yeah, plenty of pace. It looks like here, Cass, Riders of the Storm, who is a fairly reliable horse and do your job making his first start for Charlie Longston. And probably worth mentioning the 12-year-old at the top, Diego Charmil, 649 days since he last ran. But he has got a bit of previous fresh handicappers giving him a chance and the excellent Freddie Gingell 
taking that mark down to 134. But the most interesting one I thought here was down the bottom, fast book for Jane Williams. Lorca Williams has won on this Gelden in the past. Now, the only reason I did come down on him was looking at the forecast for Warwick. If this, if it gets very wet there on Saturday, he'll absolutely love that because that's why he got his head back in front last time. He's getting weight all around here, fast book, and he's got a little bit less miles on the clock than one or two of these, considering it is a, a veteran veterans event. So I'll, I'll say a bit fast book here, who comes from a yard who, although they don't run him very often, got a really, really good strike rate, Jane Williams. Very good, very good. And we move on to one of the, the, the biggest handicap hurdles um of the year in the UK, uh, the Betfair hurdle, two miles, just over two miles at Newbury. Always a belt of a race. Uh, luminaries of the sport like um, uh, My Tender Yours and Sarkander have won this race. Spirit Leader, Geos, Landing Light. Uh, great race always, Dermo. Um, what uh, did you come down on here? Tricky tricky betting proposition now, I would say. 100%, but Jesus, this is what we want. You know, these are just absolutely cracking races. First of all, uh, Castle de Mott uh, is very interesting that the horse runs are of 133. Heard them discussing this on Nick Luck. He would be running off 139 if in Ireland, but he runs off 133 here because the French form is just uh, calculated separately. We don't know though, what that horse has done. I'm very happy to take him on at those odds. Uh, Stephen, I don't think that money listening to Anthony Bromley today is from them, really. It's people putting two and two together and hoping they're getting four. Um, Altabelli is very interesting, but again, um, this race has the propensity to really cut up though because... The heavier this gets, the younger horses could just find this very, very tough. You know, a massive field handicap with really, really grueling conditions because Newbury tends to be quite decent, has been decent all season, but it's very different. Like, Iberico Lord hasn't dealt with anything like this. An awful lot of them haven't. Um, so I've landed down on two. One horse that I'm trying is Spirit Danu, uh, running here, here for Gary Moore. Starting your uh, bet for hurdle preparations with looking for what Gary Moore has entered is quite decent. He's had three winners and eight places in the last 20 years. He targets this race, but not only does he target it, he targets it effectively. Uh, he's a brilliant, brilliant trainer. And what he he does here, and this horse was earmarked very, very quickly after his last win. And the reason why the rain's very good is that he wanted every inch of that two miles at Sandown last time. And... They said afterwards he he could go close in a bet fair, but he'd want it heavy and everything else. He gets all of that here. This is a very smart animal um, who I think could have gone well in some of the festivals last year as well. Had they actually went that way, they kind of kept him back. I think he's much better than a mark of 139. He's been safe for this. Caelan Quint takes off three pounds, who's had a wonderful season. And at I, I, 12 to one or so with Bet MGM, Spirit... Danu for me is just really, really interesting. The other one here then as well is under control. Uh, well, I also have a swing at 11 to 1. This horse uh, loves soft, soft ground, will definitely handle it. He's on a good turn of weight now with a bear called Lord who's 8 to 1. How this horse is the horse is the price that it is. Ran really well last time uh, when when looked after by Mark Walsh. John Joe O'Neill Jr. takes over. 11 to 1 of it under control is way too big. Spirit, uh, Danu is my main one, but I cover it under control and a reverse forecast there as well, Cass, and we'll absolutely take a lot. 
Very good. Gary Moore has won this race three times in the past, of course, a while since he's won it. 2015 was his last one, but he's he's he's, he's very good at targeting these um, handicap hurdles. I would have thought if if York C consents to race, uh, you could get three figure prices on him, and he definitely has the ability to contend in one of these big handicaps if he bothers. With my cousin Nile Hulahan riding him, of course. Uh, Your good friend. Good. Yeah, my good friend. I've never met him. Also, well, I, Pete. I met him. I met him once. People will be punting mad as well, Cass, on the Willie Mullins horses here as well. He doesn't have a good record in this race. He'll definitely win it now after saying this. But he's eight. You know, he's eighteen runners in this field over the last twenty years, and he hasn't really gone that close at all. Yeah, it's, that's uh, interesting. That is you interesting, know, so like yeah. it's it's one where his his runners will get overbacked, and it's not a race that I don't think he particularly targets. So I don't think it kind of lands for him. But look, watch him now get the one two three. Absolutely not. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, Paddy Will- Willie is one at the top, and then Altabelli's there for Harry Fry, Berico Lord uh, on the comeback trail. Um, what did you like? Yeah, this is an absolute cracker, and probably worth mentioning as well, boys, that Willie's horse down the bottom for Paul Byrne. You know, if the weather is going to turn a bit nasty, he could sneak in here as a reserve, but he's a tricky customer, isn't he, to get him to jump off? And Paul Byrne, I know he's the winner at the the DRF of the bumper, but he's had some fairly ordinary luck as well the last few days but no this is an absolute cracker and as it should be but the one I liked here was the Ben Pauling horse tell her the name I mean Keelan Woods he said after this one won at Huntington back in November that this is the best horse he's ever sat on and you know Keelan's ridden some nice ones and that day at Huntington he absolutely kicked Lucky Place out of the way 14 lengths he beat Lucky Place and we've seen what Lucky Place done behind Gidley Park at Cheltenham last time. And That's his favourite horse. You know, I, I, I mentioned... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Piggly, piggly Bark. <laughs> but, you know, Sorry about the, it. The, the thing is, I think if James Bowen could have another go at that one, he'd have hung on a little bit because he just set it up for Gidley Park to, to get into an argument with him and, and just got outstayed on the day. But Lucky Place is a fair a standard bearer. Um... Then I backed him when he ran into form, be it entry, but that was Ben Pauling, in his own words, said that was borderline on race of a ground. And Keelan Woods actually said he lost his action that day. And then he was a bit a penalty kick at Huntington the last day, where again, he bolted up. Very, very lightly raced. He's won his point to point, only a five-year-old. And obviously, Harry Cobden, he's trying to chase down Sean Bowen, who returns to the saddle today, is booked to take the ride because Keelan is still on this this whopping ban. Uh, but this is very, very competitive. But I'm I'm with Teller the name here off a mark of one three five. This is going to be a well run race. They're going to go a million here and and, and I think it'll be um it'll be a proper proper run event. And maybe just give a quick mention as well to Brentford Hope. He runs this track well. This is going to need more off a mark of 134 but I'll take the horse just above him here. Teller the name for the very informed Ben Pauly. The rain will certainly help back. Uh, Brentford Pope, uh, Paddy's Paddy's main pick there, tell the name, and Spirit Danu and Under Control uh, getting a mention as well from uh, Dermot Nolan. Uh, Warwick finishes up with the Kingmaker, but it's such a poor race, we probably won't even touch on that. So then we're into the rest of Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Dermot, I'm going to open the floor to you. There's good-ish card at Nace. The great Helvig Dream runs in the maiden hurdle. Uh, did you fancy that? It's a serious card, yeah. And uh, the opening race has actually produced the uh, Fred Winter winner now for the last five years. So that's a race to obviously note. Um, they opened the question one quite well. Uh, two runs back, 
and it's just running here simply because he has to, obviously, because he, he ran at the DRF. Um, but the horse there, uh, Noro, or who the hell do you say that? Um, Nora, sorry. Um, Nara. Two as, two as, Nara. Nara, yeah, 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 perfect. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I had such problems with that. Uh, but Nara um, actually ran a blinder last time. Uh, this is a race that should suit really well and does look a bit of a plot. Uh, so this horse will be worth watching it as what happens with him but just this whole field they don't necessarily win this race while going on to the Fred Winter but they do seem to uh, go on to the Fred Winter in the 305 at Nace I really like a horse running there called Whiskey Welt uh, was looking like the winner at um, at Tremor off this exact mark and was caught last time uh, basically um, last winning mark is three pounds higher over fences goes back over hurdles has shown a propensity for it so off 11-11 in obviously a very winnable race there. Um, he looks a very good bet there for John Shinnick, who knows him very well, and Terence O'Brien. In the 4.15, I believe you you think that, that the uh, Hunter Chase winner is out. I, I, I think it's on the line. Is the one for me there anyway. Uh, he could be very interesting. Then moving over to Navin on Sunday, we've got Brighter Days ahead in the 2.15, who'll, who'll obviously jump up more towards the head of the market, potentially. At Cheltenham, the buying hurdle has an absolute load of either cross-country runners or horses that didn't quite work out. And then last but not least, the uh, 10 up there, which seems to be where a good few horses are trying to qualify for the National Hunt Chase, uh, Stephen, at the uh, festival. And Fivari do, Shamdu, American Mike Corbett's cross, who could run maybe at the disappointing midweek. And then the likes of Nelly Kakuna and Nick Rocket, serious a serious racing this weekend, but the one that I'll be backing away from what we've discussed is Whiskey Welsh, Stephen. So, dear Madonna, they're naming about 45 horses and one tip, I think, at the end of it. That was <laughs> one very tip good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was very good. Very good. Geez, like they can look at the race cards if they want to see what's running, Dermot. That's, that's, that's what I would think. Uh, Hell of a Dream actually runs the first race on the Sunday. I was wrong. And uh, an interesting one, I think, on that first race, that the race you mentioned that had the Fred Winter win. What's the bookies, the ex-bookies name, what's the name, Chronicle. Justin Carty, I think he is definitely worth keeping an eye on with a view to the to, to the Boodles. Uh, ran really well at Limerick behind Bunting, travelled well for a long way, uh, was eye-catching the last day, and he'd probably need to go close. So I'd be watching Bright Legend with a view to the Boodles. They won it. What was the horse that won the Boodles in those colours uh, for Joseph? I don't think he ever really ran again after quiz question oh the band of outlaws yes well yeah, done yeah, yeah. band yeah, of outlaws yeah, well done yeah. and, and bright legend ran in the same limerick race as band of outlaws i think starting out so um he's definitely caught the eye a couple of times i think he could be interesting paddy anything else away from the main itv action on saturday well it was interesting blazing cal he's out uh navin as well the weekend isn't he in, in that race he won last year um i quite like although j- just seen because town had chopped up to ride him i really love this captain cody uh he runs at nace on saturday it's a lovely bumper form last year and jody actually rode him first time over hurdles in a, in a, an amateur hurdle race at goal last time jumped like a bunny and ran through the line hard i think captain cody should follow up on saturday and just over Exeter on Sunday, lads. A great card down at Exeter. Um, got listed stuff. Willie's actually got a few entries, and Gavin Cromwell has got one or two in there as well. But there was another skeleton horse runs in the five past three race. A horse called Be Aware. He won first time out at Newbury in Novice Hurdle uh, nearly three weeks ago. Big grey horse uh, by Martaline. 
And the way he travelled through the race, he looked like he's pretty good. Now, to put him in um, this listed novice um, on Sunday, just a second time of asking, they've obviously got a fair high opinion of him. Harry's jocked up to ride. Um, so probably just give him a watch. He's, he's really, really unexposed compared to some of the others that are in the lineup. So that was be aware in the 305 at Exeter on Sunday, which is a, it's a really, really good card, full stop if the rain stays away. Yeah, quick glance at that extra card. Does look good. Um, finally, so we'll wrap up. A quick thank you to our sponsors, BetMGM and Gambling.com. Um, I think we're done, Dormar. We have everything to cover. We're going to have to change it to the race half hour because since we got rid of Dino, <laughs> we fly through this stuff. We've, <laughs> we've got naps as well, Stephen. Don't forget them now. Oh, naps. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'll give a little Eurovision tip then. So go on to the naps. Uh, 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 Dormar, you go first. Grand. Uh, 130, a horse who is... Um, as surefire winner as he is um, stable mentally, it is Emmeton in the 130 at, uh, at Newbury, who I know you think is a dodgepot, but I think that's factored into his price. He's he's weighted very, very well there. Yeah, in fairness, I think about 75% of them are dodgepots. Paddy, <laughs> uh, what about you? Uh, I was with my Betfair Hurdle selection, Tenor, the name, only had the five starts over hurdles so far. Very interesting. Harry Cobden doesn't ride for the Ben Pauling stable. He comes in for the ride. So tell her the name in the Betfair hurdle. Okay, and uh, next week we'll have a new podcast where Dermot Nolan re- reads out the, the names of every horse running on every card and it could be a kind of one of those sleep things. That and you can tell us which one is a kink and which one doesn't. <laughs> uh, and one last little thing, uh, San Remo, the Italian Eurovision national final uh, is on this Saturday night and I think uh, a fella called Irama is worth the bet. Uh, he's double figures, so about 10 to 1. Um, and if in doubt, if, if that Italian national final is... is isn't doesn't have a clear winner it tends to be a good male ballot wins it so he's the only standout for that so i'm having a few quid on Aram at double figures we'll see how that goes in san remo uh thank you for listening we'll see you next tuesday for review and next thursday for a tip and pod uh we've been the race hour um signing off Relentless, remorseless, and